Welcome to the Rockman Podcast, the podcast which aims to ignite your motivational fires to push your limits, strengthen your mind, and live a healthier life with mental fortitude. We do this by talking to individuals with incredible stories of physical endurance and mental resilience and discussing the powerful benefits that pushing your limits as on your health, well-being, and overall quality of life. If you'd like to be notified about new podcast releases, then be sure to subscribe via the button below. And if you take any value from this podcast, be sure to give us the thumbs up or leave us a comment or review. I'm Terry Rosman, Rockman founder, and today we are joined by Running Punk's founders, Jimmy and Rodri. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Jimmy and Rod, to the Rockman podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. It's lovely to meet you. So just just so the listeners know, who which one's uh, Jimmy and which one's Rod? I know because I can see your faces. We sound quite similar, but this is Jimmy, <laughs> and obviously that that leaves me as as Rod. Yeah, yeah. You like the 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 Welsh Ant and Deck, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to it's stand on one side? Yeah, some call us the like the hairy bikers of the running world before, so yeah, that sticks. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's better than the, uh, the Welsh Fred and Rose, but uh, that's probably taking a bit too dark. Isn't it? <laughs> but there we are. We, we shall move oh on. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, I had to get you on because I've been watching your community grow for the last few um, years now. So you you guys run a an a physical and online running club, right? Called the Running Punks. Yes. Right. Yeah. So could you give me a bit, uh, tell me, t- say, pretend I don't know anything about it. What is the Running Punks? What's it all about? Who wants to take Do you want to go, Jim? You go for it. Go? You go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it's, it started off, uh, myself and Jimmy were the Running Punks. It was just two of us. And we were just posting online about our, our running journeys, really. And... People sort of related to it and, and it started to grow and people started following and getting involved online. And it sort of, it grew and, it, and it's grown over the last few years into a pretty big sort of global running community slash run club, which is mainly online. But now we have sort of run a run club in Cardiff as well, which is doing pretty well. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a good sort of solid community in Cardiff as well. Um, but yeah. Pretty much, it's a, it's a run club, but it's it's made up of, I guess, musicians and music lovers rather than your sort of stereotypical runner. Then is that right, Jim? Does that sound right? Yeah, definitely. There's no, uh, I don't think there's any stereotypical runners in running plunk. In no, plunks, no. running plunks. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. I just had like a, a really wet stir fry. So uh, <laughs> I'm like. I'm I'm full and hydrated at the same time, and I I feel my mouth feels a bit slippery, but there's no yeah there's no stereotypical runners. Um, it seems like a good club for beginners because uh, I always compare it to like all my life I've wanted to be, and every time I think I'm gonna buy some decks, I look at some videos, tutorials on how to be a DJ, and it blows my mind. It looks like the most complicated thing in the world, and I just think I can't be bothered. I'm not gonna buy decks, and I think. Running is like that for a lot of people. I think lots of people want to get into it and they, they maybe like search, like, what, what trainers do I need? And then you will have like a million people. I was going to say guys, it's mostly our guys running around talking about trainers in, in terminology that even I don't understand. Uh, and it's just like immediately off-putting. So we just thought we're running punks. If it was just a case of, doesn't matter what you're wearing, doesn't matter where you're going, you just run. 
at least um, the whole thing from the start was like, let's just make it as simple as possible. Let's just, you know, you don't need to know a lot about it. You just, you need some kit and you need to remember where you live. If you don't remember where you live, you're in trouble. Just remember where you live and just go run in. And that, it's like, we've made it deliberately simple and that's the whole ethos. And it's just, I think we just see people who started running because of running punks and they just say, like, for the first time ever, running was looks appealing. It looks easy. It looks like fun. So yeah. that's what we're about, really. Definitely. And, and what Jimmy said there about um, it being complicated, I can relate to that because I sort of got into running only really a few years back. And exactly what Jimmy was say, saying, I put it off for months because I was, I was reading, uh, Googling, you know, how to start running, how to run a 5K. And it was just popping up saying, um, buy these trainers and make you run faster you know, get, get these shorts, you need to do this sort of workout, do fart leg sessions. And I, <laughs> I didn't have a clue. I had no idea. I still don't, I don't know what that goes. means. It's and, and, goes. It, and it put me off and it put me off. So when, when we started, we thought, right, let's just make it fun. Let's just make it simple. And, you know, there's, there's nothing complicated about it, really. You just put one foot in front of the other and just enjoy it, you know, and that's what we try to do. Yeah, it's, it seems really inclusive from the outside looking in. It seems like you have everyone there from all different levels, from novice to advanced. And it, and if it looks like the reason you're there is to be together, the running is secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. It's, um, yeah, we, we, I know now and again, I'll do a post if I run like a PB or something, or I'll run, I'll run well in a race, but like those kind of posts and and statements are very rare it's mostly about like just what you're listening to uh what what's going through your mind like how, particularly like how was running helped you today that's that's you see lots of running punk saying i wasn't really feeling i went for a run i felt good and that kind of uh positivity is just you know it just catches on and just spreads to the community so um yeah just we just about people going out and run it doesn't matter like we we kind of deliberately avoid sharing stuff that's got calories burned and stuff because we're not we're not really generally not interested in that we're not interested in like here's a good one for you we're not interested in what you lose when you run we're interested in what you gain when oh i like that. oh i like that <laughs> i like it yeah, yeah have you got a t-shirt with that on <laughs> no that's a new t-shirt just, i'm just gonna no. make a note of that and... yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got a vivian west with a t-shirt on come on Oh, look out. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> PK <Mark> special. <laughs> I tell you what, it's, it's funny because um, I've always likened it to that. Whenever, whenever, to go, if I rewind a bit back, so basically before I started Rockman, um, the Rockman used to be called The Runs. So I wanted to create a, a running club as well called The Runs. And um, it was aimed at sort of, I don't know, blokes and women who like a bit of toilet humour, just normal people. And again, it's sort of like the the people who aren't, the, the mainstream, you know, it's away from the mainstream, it's the people who are different. Um, yeah. Where was I going through this? Yeah, and it, uh, the whole idea was just push your limits. It's not about 5Ks, 10Ks. It's not about, I, I need to wear this cap, this top, these trainers. Because I don't know if, if you're in any other groups, if you look at the forums, the running forums, that's all they're ever talking about. And they... And these are people who are, they're not bloody, they're not, they're not giving Mo Farah a run for their money, but they're wearing these like, these Pegasus shape tra trainers to shave six seconds off their yeah. one hour, 20 minute 10K. But it's quite a, a little metaphor. It's like, um, I can't remember where I've got it from, but it's, it's almost like you're pointing at the moon, but people are too, too concentrated on the finger. Yeah. And they're missing the beauty of the moon. Like they're concentrating on the, on the, 
the fullness of it. You know, they're not looking yeah. at no, it's about pushing your limits and getting out and running, enjoying it. Would you yeah. agree? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, personally, I've I've never won a race. I I never going to win a race. Um, <laughs> but I've discovered running and. I, I know it, it gives me a whole lot more than winning races or you know getting a PB or, or shaving off six seconds, as you say, off a PB. It's like I've discovered something which makes me happy and makes me a better version of myself. It's like a secret sauce, you know, and I want to, we want to share that and show other people who haven't yet discovered it. It's not, that's not what it needs to be about. All right, I get it. For some people, that's fine. They're competitive. They enjoy that side of it. But it doesn't have to be about that. And as we said, it puts a lot of people off the sort of when they look at running and they see all the competitiveness, it puts a lot of people off, you know, and, and we try to take that away and say it doesn't have to be about that. Yeah, I think like what a lot of uh, kind of people who take they run in really seriously, like the people you were talking about who, who buy those Pegasus shoes. It's cool. Like It's cool. But. If there was a band, that's a band playing like a hundred capacity venue with in your monitors, or do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's just ridiculous, but it's cool. I I, I appreciate they're good good on them. Um, but the thing is, I think those people don't realize that, you know, like every day you're you're like almost like a different person every day when you wake up. You never really know, particularly when you get to our age, you're pushing forty. You never know how you're gonna feel in the morning. You never know like if you had a good sleep because you got kids. So every day you're different, right? And you have to run to suit how you are or who you are on our day. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you can you can have all the best intentions the world is sticking to a marathon plan that Mo Farah did or Kipchoge did. But those people are in an environment where they can be the same every day. Mm. No, I, I know it because I've been there. Everything is catered. So you you perform the same every day. But we're just normal people and that doesn't happen. So you have to, like treat every run just go out and start the run and just work out like be honest with yourself oh, well, oh i'm not really in i'm not really that kind of runner today and you know i had it tonight i wanted to do a fast run after two kilometers i was like i'm not that that's not me today so i just had a gentle jog and this i think a lot of people who, who like kind of spend so much time obsessing on the kit the gear they forget to listen to themselves they're too busy listening to like the gear they wear, you know, the, the trainers are in. Do you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, they don't, they'll blame her on their shoes or they, they'll blame her on like, oh, there's new tarmac road. They slowed me down. No, it's just you. You had like half hour of weird sleep. Just yeah. go slow and then go home. Yeah, there's, I, so, I there's so much that can affect a day, isn't it? Like I mostly I run in the evening and, you know, there's so many factors throughout the day that can affect that run in the evening. You know, whether it's work stress, as you said, if you had a rubbish night sleep the night before, if you haven't eaten correctly, it's not to put pressure on yourself and say, I've got to nail this session. On my plan, it says I've got to do seven two-minute intervals or whatever. Just forget yeah. it. Like, just drop it and just go easy. If, you, if you're knackered, just, just listen to some music and chill and you'll be in a better place after it. And you can try that. If you're determined to do that session, wait for a better moment or day to do it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think like when you talk to in terms of pushing limits, I think the hardest limit to push is the one where you listen to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's like the final frontier. Listening to yourself is like the hardest journey for some people to do. And with running punks, we really encourage that. We really encourage it. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I do lots of training plans for people, but I always put notes on it. If you're not feeling this today, don't worry about it. Like just listen to how you are. So yeah. You know, 
I know every run is different. Just like yeah, like me and Rod will say, like every when you're in a band, every gig is different. You could have a gig the night before and it sounded amazing, right? Everything sounds perfect, and you're playing, and you're like, oh my, this is the best we've ever played. You go to a different room the next day, and the amps are all set the same. Everything's set the same, and it sounds different because the room is different. And I think like we take that philosophy into running, you know, mm. instead of the room sounding different, it's just you. You just feel different on different days. So just right. perform to how you can on that day. I tell you what, I've uh, I've noticed it as I'm getting older. As, as as like you guys, I'm pushing. I'm almost forty now. I'm thirty-seven, but as I'm getting older, I realise my body can't. It, it, I really need to listen to it. Otherwise, yeah. it could it could wreck me for a week. You know, and then yeah. I won't be able to run for a week. And uh, talk so, to me about this uh, rock and roll attitude because that that seems to be the difference that separates running punks from any other running group, right? It's it's for people that are slightly different, music focused. But uh, on your website, it says a rock and roll attitude. Talk to me about that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's about not, not caring about what others think of you, especially from a, a beginner's perspective. <clears throat> That's sort of maybe you're feeling self-conscious, maybe you're worried about, you know, just cocking up or, you know, getting injured and things or uh, not being able to complete the run or not be able to run a certain speed. These, you know, the stresses that come with starting out and just don't give a damn about it. Like, just, you know, forget all that and just go out, stick some music on and just just have a blast and, you know, enjoy it. And that, you know, that, I guess, the rock and roll element would be don't give a shit what other people think what you're doing. You know, don't worry about what others are thinking of you as you're doing it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think uh, for me, like the rock and roll and the music side of it is um, find something in common with other people, which is like higher, more, more important than actual running. You know, like it's easy to connect with other runners over running, but that would only take you so far because if people outperform you or you think I'm a much better runner than that person, then you might no longer be interested in what they got to say. But if you share in something like music or a love of a certain band or or a love of discovering new music, that will always be there. So you could be like a 15-minute 5K runner and a 40-minute 5K runner, but you could both love the same type of music. And that will just allow you to connect. You just keep on connecting all the time. So your running journeys will go in different directions, but your love of art, your love of music will always stay the same. So for me, like that's what the rock and roll is. It's like, okay, by all means, chat about your running, but then let's not forget that we are... We love art, we love music, we believe in the power of music to change your life. So there's that element which will never change. So no matter what standard you are as a runner, you, we've all got this in common. And like that that really works. You, you get people, I've had people get in touch and they, they'll be like, I've always wanted to run. And you're the first runner I've seen who looks like a good runner, but is into the same music as me. And it's like, it gives them something to talk to you about, something in common straight away. So that's the rock and roll side for me is, we 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 don't have to talk about running. We, we're That's all it. runners, but we don't have to talk about running. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And another thing, um, I think, as Jimmy said, we're both uh, musicians as well. And there's something uh, like a musician's high when you have a good gig, um, which is very similar to a runner's high, I guess. You know, the, the sort of the feeling you get after a run. People get that from playing gigs, from playing music and uh it's that connection to music and rock and roll there as well, I think. Yeah, it's funny because um, I used yeah. to refer to my own runs as rock and roll runs because I don't know about you, every Saturday I'd be hanging out my ass for, with a massive hangover 
but I'd still get up and do do the do a five k or a ten k or whatever, and I'd call it rock. It's rock and roll, baby. And yeah. it's yeah, it's, yeah, what, yeah. So, it's what you were saying, um, Rod. It's it's the just giving it your all, not caring about the consequences, and just getting out there and doing it. You know, I didn't care if I chuck up, but as long as I did it, it certainly made me feel better. Um, and, and yeah, more forgiving. Give forgive myself for going out and having a few sherbets on a on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, that's that's rock and roll running. Like it's just. Just get out there and do it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. What- and, and as Jimmy mentioned before, it doesn't matter um, what trainers or uh, clothes you got on as well. It's kind of rock and roll just, just to go out in an old pair of daps. And just, to, you know, like uh, when we started, we used to just wear like band t-shirts, you know. Yeah. Didn't worry if it was the, the best sort of night top that you can buy and stuff like that. It was just like an old, I used to run in Metallica t-shirts and things like that. And people just be like looking and thinking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. You, you're just cutting the bullshit. You're cutting the crap. Like it's, yeah. as we were saying, you don't need these Pegasus shoes. You could have your old plimsolls from bloody secondary school. Yeah. It? As long as you're hitting the tarmac, that's the important thing. And that's what I was on about with the point of the, the moon. People are too pointed looking at the finger. Get yeah. out there and run. Oh, there we are. <laughs> except that, 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 except that finger has accumulated loads of debt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the bailiff's knocking on the on the nail. Everyone's looking at a skint finger. Says the moon. <laughs> like you you don't have to pay to look at the moon, so yeah, just no, look at it. Do you know what? It's it's a it's a better metaphor than I thought, isn't it? What do you like think? It. What do you think of the fitness industry, sort of corporate fitness industry? Oh, fuck um, we're, fuck we're very. Um. We've got very different brands to <laughs> the Nikes and stuff like that. And what yeah. do you think they're missing that you guys have got? You know, because they they are trying to turn running into golf. Like running is just going up and up. The like, you know, like golf. If I guess back in the day, if you're on like a thirty k job, you became into golf because you could afford it. Running is going up and up to that. You know, you see you see more and more people who are. I don't know, architects for big firms and they get into running. It's like, stop turning into golf. It's, it should be a cheap activity. And I think I think a lot of it is, oh, you want to be a good runner, you need all this really cool kit to do it. Yeah. And I don't know, I think it's a bit, I don't know. Like, do they really care about you? I always think that. Do they Do they really care about you? you do they? I don't know. No. I don't know. I, th- Just, I think it's, the diff- I mean, they, they're all about making money. Uh, whereas we're all about we try to be all about helping people and yeah setting up a community of people who can support people on their journeys and it'll be there when they, they they're knackered and they can't be bothered to run and then you've got somebody there saying just do it you know don't worry about it just you feel better after you know you don't get that from like do you, you know, it's that sort of it's a community <laughs> it's a community it is yeah we're not, you know it's, we're not trying to we're not trying to rip people off we, we want to we want to help people we want to help people become as i said earlier have a taste of the secret sauce that we've discovered like why well, discovered <laughs> <laughs> we discovered it a long time before me so <laughs> it's free and it's free it's a, it's a funny one though like you know they do have their role to play the big the big companies do have their role to play and they do make running appealing like you can't deny that nike getting behind the two hour marathon thing has made loads of people take up running because they've made yeah. They've made marathon running like how anybody can make marathon running exciting blows my mind anyway. But they they have, <laughs> um, so you know it's good. It's good. Just like it's it's just with any big corporation. Just be careful. Just be wary. Yeah, I, it it pains me when I see people online buying into these these corporate fitness groups, and I'm like, no, 
come over to us. Come over, come over to our brands. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, so like the Nike Strava groups and stuff like that, or the, like, I, the... Just, I don't know. They, they buy into all the kit and they, they, yeah, they join their Strava groups and they, they identify themselves. Oh, I'm a Nike runner. And it's like, they don't care. Yeah. About right. People. They don't. Yeah. Like, and it, yeah. it does pain me, but um, they've got the appeal. They, they've been doing it for years. They know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah. Oh my God. They know what they're doing. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. A, I hadn't thought to that. So you've got the big brands, then you've got the brands running clubs. Yeah, why would you want to join that? That's, exactly. If it's a toss-up between the two. It's like being in a Coldplay fan club or something. You want, like, <laughs> fair play, you might listen to Coldplay when you're cooking bolognese for your fancy neighbours, but you don't join the fan club, do you? Or, or, or wet stir-fries. And, oh, yeah. I love, honestly, I love a wet stir-fry. What was in the stir-fry? Come on, let's hear it. What, what stir-fry was it? It's Why is water, so wet? Water, yeah. water, water noodles. A wok full of water. <laughs> corn, corn, courgettes, peppers, chilies, spring onions, uh, a teriyaki sauce. Nice. Sauce I didn't, sauce. I didn't drink the noodles properly, see? Uh, Any meat? Any meat or are you a, you a veggie? I, I'm trying being a veggie, yeah. So I'm a how's, veggie at the moment. Um, how's it going? I got a rash all over my body and I'm constantly tired. <laughs> but... At least I'm not absorbing the anguish souls of dead animals. So, yeah, <laughs> mild bouts of blindness, but I feel fantastic. I feel I'll take fantastic. Yeah. I'll take my weakened state to save a few chickens. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel good. I feel good. My problem is like, um, uh, so it's uh, it's gonna sound silly, but I do like I do like meat, um, but it just if I eat meat, it's like because I don't drink anymore. Right, this is mad. Because I don't drink alcohol anymore. I obviously haven't had a hangover for like two years since I stopped drinking. You notice how other things make you feel. So like, whereas before, like if I had a big burger, I would have had a few beers with it. And then I wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and it automatically, I think that's the beer. But now it's like, I'll have a burger and I've just had glasses of water and squash. And I wake up feeling sluggish and it's like, oh my God, it's the meat that's doing that to me as well. So yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm just able to pick out things that haven't, that don't kind of like, make me feel good the day after eating it so yeah meat is one of them we'll, we'll could probably come on to alcohol and um nutrition a bit further down so hold hold those thoughts hold those thoughts i, I, right. I got a couple, couple more fit couple more questions only uh, one or two core questions and then i want to dive into your personal bra- backgrounds and sort of where you've come from and why uh, <laughs> running punks exists but first how important is it to running punk success the community aspect of it it's everything Every, every our friend i think the first person to say was our friend andrew plain wasn't it he was like bernie who kind of helped us at the Cardiff run club he just said i might be wrong but i remember him saying like every decision you make should be does it benefit the community and then we were like that's kind of what we thought but we never put into words before so that is literally everything we do is you know this is cool, but is it good for the community? And and yeah, it influences every decision. Definitely, yeah. I remember I remember Bernie saying that actually, and it sort of stuck with us. Like I said, we we consider that: is it going to benefit us, or is it? You know, if it is, don't do it. If it benefits the community, let's do it. You know, that's what it's all about. As I said, it's about reaching out and and these people who have sort of joined our community. It's about um, helping them. Everything's about helping them. Mm. That's what I've noticed with Rockman, and I think um, in, from a human perspective, belonging is like up there. It's one of the top things that we desire as humans, just to belong to a, a you know a pack, a tribe. And I think you've given that to people. You've given that to people who perhaps 
maybe didn't fit in where they were or didn't have this close-knit group of friends. And I think it's it's so much more than running and fitness that you're giving people. I think you're, you're giving them sort of self-fulfillment from the inner. Do, do, you, do you think that they've returned that to you? Has this community helped you? Uh, nah. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> they've made my life worse, to be honest. I'm just constantly retweeting stuff, liking things. I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> no, it has. It has. Um, I've said a few times in podcasts, and I honestly believe it, that I know we're going to talk about it later, the drinking, but I wouldn't have had the kind of strength and reason to go sober if it wasn't for the running punks community. Because it's one thing to like let your family down and friends down. That's that's going to happen, right? It's going to happen and you kind of know they'll forgive you because it's friends and family. So you're like, so what if you take a shit in a phone box because you're drunk? It's yeah. like, they're going to forgive you. But when it's a bunch, when it's a community you don't really know, you know, and I just think I could just go on a mad one one night and put really random stuff on Twitter and people know I'm drunk and I've, I've let I've let a community down and it's crazy. It's given me a real purpose, yeah. So definitely, they they they're so supportive. Like you know, we are with them, they are with us. It works both ways, um, and they are to each other. It's incredible. Like somebody will will uh, be have signed up for a race or something like that and all of a sudden everybody's got their backs and you know and they they sort of celebrate with them and that works with me as well i mean recently i've done a couple of sort of longer distance things and challenges for myself and with the backing of the community or without the backing of the community i probably would <laughs> would never have believed that i could have done them you know yeah. so definitely they've given me me self-belief that i can do these things as well that I can keep getting better and, and improving myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite funny because um, I didn't believe in a running community. I thought it was bullshit, right? Because when Rodri said about it, I was just like, what? What's, your, what's, a, what's a running community? I don't get it. And so for me, it's just like uh, being in your late 30s and discovering something new about the world is always exciting. <laughs> And just, it's just every day I just see him like, this is mad. Like, I didn't even know this existed. This is crazy. But going back to what you said about like the sense of belonging, the importance of it. If you ever want proof that feeling part of a community is important, just look at flat earthers. Look at anti-vaxxers. Like, there's no yeah. way they genuinely believe all that stuff. There's no, like, there's no way people believe the world is flat. But by convincing themselves they believe it, they're part of a community. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's, they belong. That's the, that's the power of belonging. You you will believe some total garbage. Is running some... punks a cult? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. I just I just happen to wear robes on stage in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a cult. It's not a tribe either. I hate the term running tribes. I hate that. Yeah. That that, that kind of like hints that there is a leader and it is closed off and it's in a really hard part of the world to find. But it's not. It's just community. It's everywhere. It's, it's not a tribe. Yeah. Do, do you, how much responsibility do you feel to the team now? Because obviously at the start, it was just you and you were getting a few people involved, but now you've built this community and you know how much it means to them. Um, Jimmy, you were just saying about, like, you don't want to get pissed and write, you know, there's a pressure there. I don't want to get pissed and write on Twitter some mean things because I've got this community to um, to lead. Do you feel a responsibility now? And is it making you a better person to make better decisions? Uh Definitely. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's making me a better person. I think the running does that for me. Um, but then I do. I kind of run for the community a lot. Of, you know, like sometimes I can't bother to run and I'm like, I should do really because 
all these people are running because of the running points community. So I should go for a run. So I guess it does in that way, it makes me a better person, definitely. Um it gives some accountability like that, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, definitely. Um, it does. Like the the community is like a deadline for me. Like, to you know, if I got a deadline, I'll have to do something. The running punks is like my daily deadline. I just think, oh, wow, God, I really don't fancy doing this thing. And I, I look at the community I'm like, oh my God, I got to do it. That, that's the community. Oh, there's a deadline. I got to do it. Um, but but also see, seeing people within the community doing it, it sure does make me want to do it as well. You know, seeing people who have got up, you know, five in the morning and I'm waking up and they've, they've already, they're already yeah. home and they breakfast by the time I've got up and things like that. I'm thinking, oh, I need yeah. to get my ass in gear. Let's, let's go for it. You know, let's go. There's a runner on Twitter who runs Dan. He runs like five every morning. And the first thing I do every morning is retweet Dan. <laughs> <Do you laughs> <know what> I mean? <laughs> That's the first thing I do every morning is share his run. So and, that's and it's, amazing. Like, there's that guy, Andy. He runs up, up the mountain. And Andy, yeah. Just in the dark every morning, pretty much. He's got a head torch, him and his dog. And you see that and you're thinking, oh, yeah, you can't see anything in front of him where he's going. He's going up the mountain. Yeah. And you think, well, if he can do that in the dark first thing in the morning, then... Yeah. I'm going to go for a run now. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's like a chain reaction of inspiration, isn't it? And it makes yeah. you love your game. It is, totally. And it's it's kind of, I don't know, like, coming from bands and stuff, I think if you're in a band, I don't think everything you do is with a good intention. Like, I think you do stuff because you might have, like, an ego that needs to be satisfied, or you might have just, you need to sell records, or you're doing it because you want to go on tour. We're running punks, like, I just find whichever angle you look at it, it's all come from a good place. It's all come from like a really sincere place as well. And by being like that, it's it's turned things like Twitter, which can be quite nasty, where people can kind of hide behind their Twitter personas. It's turned into a real place. Like these people on Twitter now, they're running by smoothie. They're not like avatars. They are, the, you look at it and you go, that's the actual person. And it's, it's crazy to go on Twitter and be like, I'm actually interacting with genuine people because everything we're doing is coming from a good place there's no like there's no bullshit about it it's not fake there's no ulterior motive or whatever it's just this is genuine like this is people who love running because running makes them better this is a community united by the fact that they know running makes them better this these are real people you know like i hardly met any of them but i considered them friends you know if one of them broke down outside my house i'd go out and help them change a tire mm. I wouldn't do that for my dad if he broke down outside. <laughs> well, so let's find out a bit about you two guys then. So Rod and Jimmy, who are you? What, what are you doing now? What, what do you do for work? Have you got kids? Where are you living? Me and Rod live together. <laughs> <laughs> are you upstairs? Are you upstairs and Rod's down in the kitchen at the moment? Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. in the living room. Can, yeah. he, can we record these standards? <laughs> Rod, Rod has got a wet stir fry to eat after this. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it my mug? The stir fry is in there. <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> Go on, Rod. Well, uh, what do I do for a living uh, outside of running parks? I'm a teacher. Yeah, I'm a primary school teacher. Um, yeah. Uh, Got, got a, a wife and two, two children, young children, two boys who are 18 months and six years old. Uh, so it's quite intense you know, with a young family and, and a, a job like being a teacher is quite full on um, in, in blocks. And then it's, it's struggled to, to fit the running in around that at times. But um, yeah, I make it work. It's all good. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy is the, the full time running punk. Yeah, yeah, kind of like 
kind of old school time running punk. Um, I work at a place called BIM in Bristol. It's a music university. So I teach there once a week and I kind of mentor and do um, tutorials on like just creativity, teaching people creative habits to be creative. So I do that once a week. Uh, I At the moment, I've got like a, a job writing for Runners World once a month. Um, so they sent... Yeah, yeah, they sent me off to like random races. Well, me and Rod did one together and we're going to do the next one together as well. So that was kind of part of the thing. I was like, I want Rod to do it with me. So we did uh, the fan dance last month together. So I wrote that. I think that'll be in Runners World next week. So I do that. I do online training plans uh, for people. And I just pick up bits of money where I can, basically. And it's stressful as hell, but it's cool. It's cool. And I got two kids. Yeah, are they? How old are they? Um, God, uh, four, four. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's nearly five, and Lily is, I think, fifteen months. Yeah, I've got two kids myself. I've got a two and a half year old and a half year old, and it's intense, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's intense, especially when it you're is. trying to fit in fitness and running a kit company and on all this. But uh, yeah, so, it's funny you said you did the, to the fan dance. I remember now you did the fan dance the same day I was doing my 10 of Anne challenge. That's right. I don't know if yeah, you saw me. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. saw me there. It was the same bloody day. But I, so I was ah, finishing. Yeah. You were, there, you were there the same day? Yeah. I was, this, I was going up, um, I was going up and down 10 times. Oh, were you? In 24 hours. Yeah. And you why? started at night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I asked myself to this day, why? That was enough. No, I, I, you've got to push your limits. You've got to have, an, and it's nice to have your own challenge. I don't know, but I, I need um, challenges that excite me now. Okay. Quite often, like I can't, I, you know, half marathon maybe doesn't excite me anymore because I've done a few of them and um, so yeah, just about leveling up and where we can go. And uh, but I was there. I remember. I didn't see you. I saw you on photos after. I was like, oh, oh. there. We should we should have said hello or something if we saw each other. It was. Yeah, I, it I remember was seeing. It was yeah, awesome. it was it was horrendous, isn't it? But oh, the weather. Seeing, yeah, I remember seeing your your post that the following day. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that, that it was. Um, Brutal. Absolutely. The wind, was it? It's all about the wind. I remember Freezing. Just climbing up uh, Jacob's Ladder, the sort of the steep ascent, and the wind just blew us off our feet, just yeah. took us off. And I, we had these heavy packs on our backs, and I was just like a tortoise on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't get up. I couldn't get up, and I was just like rolling. I just, oh, it was insane. What, what was yeah. the weight on your back? Uh, it was what 20 was it? kilos, isn't it? it was 25 Kilos, kilos, yeah. Plus um, three liters of water and food. Yeah. It was more like 30 odd. How'd you find it? To be honest, like the, the weight of the bag, once you got the bag on, was all right. I don't know. Do you think, Harrod? I thought like like putting the bag on was solid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I nearly fell over about five times by my car, just on my own, trying to put the bag on. But once it was on, it was kind of all right. It felt like yeah. oh, this is okay. But, um, it's like the hardest thing I found about it was, you know, when something starts hurting, I'll, I'll run faster. <laughs> so, I'll run faster. So it was over quicker. I'm like, oh my God, I can't handle this anymore. I just got to keep on going and going. And I just pick up the pace, like 10 Ks, half marathons. You could not go any faster. So you just had to kind of, I don't know, just sit in and just know there's nothing you can do about this suffering. No, that no. was the maddest bit for me. It was like, you've just got like, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. It's just you had to stay. <laughs> Settling. I didn't. I didn't mind. Like once, once, as Jimmy said, once it's on and you're moving, it's okay. But then after like 
an hour. I could feel it in my shoulders, you know, it was just like constant, just digging into my shoulders. <laughs> oh. It was so funny though. When it started, me and him, me and Rodri, honestly, like for the first two miles, we were like, this is fucking easy. Honestly, this is... <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was doing videos on Instagram live going, SAS full of pussies, this is easy. <laughs> I, I'm just shouting it, shouting on the mountain. You're all, this is fucking easy. What's the problem? And we were just laughing, weren't we? Like, I was like, we could, we could win this. When we, when we started, we were, we headed off and like they set off that firework or whatever. And everybody just started walking and we were looking at each other going, this is, why is there like, anyone running? Yeah. And yeah. we yeah. trying to get pushing people out the way. Let's run, come on, we want to run. And then, and then all, all of a sudden, though, it just, it just, I don't know what happened. It was literally like I put my foot on the floor and I was like, oh my God, it's changed. Like, I, I can't do this. I went from thinking it's easy, easy to think, I can't do this. I don't <laughs> want to be here anymore. It's mad. Catches up quick. I never uh, learned my lesson. I never learned my lesson. I'm going to get on to the next one as well. Because I was just looking at the time. We're almost an hour in and I'm, we've got really? loads Aww. to go, loads to go. But well, we'd stay all night, isn't it? Um, you were both bandmates then. Tell me how you met and how, how did uh, Running Pumps come about then? Uh, well, we, we were bandmates like years and years ago, Mike, not recently. Um, <laughs> like when we were in school, pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think Jimmy had a band and I think that the, the drummer left or something or they, they were looking for a drummer. And yeah, I just stepped in and, and started playing <laughs> drums for them. I think we were playing, we were like 16 and we had a gig in a strip club in Cardiff or something like that. And he, he sacked it off. He's like, I can't do it. Um, and then we asked you, because it was like, Rod, do you want to do it? And then you, we didn't practice or anything, did, it, did we? We just did just the straight gig. Straight in, straight in, yeah. And it was awesome. Was that the gig where I cut the power in the venue? Because I can't remember. It was one gig where I put my head through a light and there was a power cut. I can't remember. If it, I don't know if it was that one. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And then yeah. kind of like knew each other. I was in the same class in school as Rodri's wife. 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 Um, so I knew Heather, and then we just saw each other like doing a slightly half. Was it a slightly half marathon or a great Welsh half marathon? Yeah, the great Welsh. Um, they, they, it's like a double event on the So this was yeah, how many years ago? Four, three years ago. 2019. Yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. Exactly three years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and they do two events at the same time. They do the half marathon and the marathon. And foolishly, I signed up for the marathon and <laughs> shouldn't have done it. Like, I, was, I wasn't. <laughs> I remember I had like an Achilles injury. And yeah. I, I thought, well, I've been training for this a long time. I'm going to do it anyway. So I just, this isn't advice for anyone, by the way. Don't, don't, if you've got an Achilles injury, don't run a marathon. Please don't do it. Because, um, well, I, I strapped it up and I took some ibuprofen and I, I ran a marathon. I say ran, I, I walked the second half, to be honest, but <laughs> during that marathon, um, Jimmy was doing the half and he was flying, absolutely flying. I remember just in a world of pain, like it was an out and back thing. So the half marathon runners were coming towards us as we were going out and I just clocked him coming towards me. I just went, hey, shouted Jimmy and he just slapped my hand as hard as he could. <laughs> I, just, I just remembered my hand and like for a moment, my Achilles felt fine because my hand was hurting so much. <laughs> That's how you push your limits, Rod. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just, I... like after after losing sort of touch, you know, for years and years, we sort of reconnected and literally, you know, slap reconnected. Uh... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like Rodri was one of the first people when <clears throat> I started my my whole uh, teenager. 
like acting like a teenager because I'd fallen in love with running again. I was 37. He was the first person to kind of say, this is cool. Like, this is, this is inspiring me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we reconnected. And I didn't even know Rod was into running. So I was like, oh, yeah, Rod isn't running. What's going on here? So, um, well, I hadn't, cool. I, I hadn't been into running for that long, to be honest. And you know, hindsight, great thing. Like I said, a marathon, running a marathon that early on into, I just sort of started off with the 10K. That just went like, I could do 10K. I didn't die. Do 10 miles, didn't die. Let's do a half <laughs> marathon. Let's try a marathon. And like I said, you know, I wouldn't oh. advise that for anyone who's I rushed it really and, and suffered because I was out for a while after it with our Achilles end. But um Yeah. It's it's a, it's a big bloody difference from half to full marathon. I've learned that the hard way as well. Similar similar story. But Jimmy, you're actually you're you're used to, you're quite an accomplished runner yourself, right? Back in the day. Yeah, shit hot. Eight eight hundred uh, meter uh, indoor Welsh champion. Yeah. Welsh champion, British champion, six in the world champs, Welsh record holder, broke the Welsh record twice in one weekend in Moscow. Um, yeah, you know, like, I always say to people, like, if your dad says he's fast, he wasn't as fast as me. Yeah, he probably wasn't. <laughs> he got the medals, <laughs> is he? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I was, I was like a serious runner for a few years. Mm. Um, and then I fell out of love with the sport. Uh, and then I just... Ended up playing in a band, and then I ended up joining my favorite band, which was Wacky, and I got the two of the world in my favorite band. Uh, and then that went wrong, and then I started running again. It was mm. like a, a, a interesting little journey. Yeah, you said um, you stopped the running because it consumed you. What What do you mean by that? It was kind of like um, I used to run because I enjoyed it. Like that was the only reason I ran was that I just loved it. And I was, I grew up in a place called Truroki and I was running up and down the mountains a lot. That was my training. That's what like naturally made me strong and fast. I wasn't aware of it, but cause I was running up hills so much, like quite fast. I had this like big, good endurance engine and strength. And I found running on a track. I think I, I'm not being arrogant, but I found it quite easy. When I started doing it, I was like, this is, this is all right. Like I'm enjoying this. And I made my way through like the ranks really quickly. I think I had like my first British vest as a senior athlete, maybe like three years after I started running properly on the track. So it was super quick. And every race I loved it. And I saw it as like, cause I was young and, and stupid. I saw it as like a little performance and people would say things to me. I've never seen anybody run a race like that. I was great. And I used to do things like I'd speed up every lap or I'd put a little random, I'd try and break the people I was racing in, in what I thought was like fun ways. I'd have fun with it. And then as soon as I had that big breakthrough at the World Championships uh, and I kind of like landed on the world stage, I guess, it was like the first time people were like, okay, this, this bit of a character from the Valleys is actually like a world-class athlete. It all just changed and I was no longer running because I loved it. I was running because I had to tick boxes or I had to make people happy. And that's when it kind of consumed me. That's when it became a different sport. Like it, to the point of I was running around the track and it didn't feel like I was running. It felt like I was kind of um i don't know like meeting checkpoints around the track like i knew i had to be a certain parts of the track in certain times and it was just i never used to care about any of that even in the world championships i the gun would go and i just ran how i felt so yeah it just kind of consumed me it just exhausted me i felt like i was kind of being treated like a racehorse do you know what i mean it was weird it was like does no one it's just like you just get out there and race and uh, yeah, it, it was it was weird it just in in the matter of a couple of months the how I felt about the whole sport just changed. Mm. And it's funny, is Jimmy still there? He's frozen a bit. 
Is he back? There he is. He's back. You froze a bit there, Jimmy. Yeah, but, that's the that's the existential. Uh, can you just say that story again? You cut out. So <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I failed the drugs test. <laughs> I did. It's, it's funny. It's funny because you. How much did um, joining a band save you then? Because obviously you thought, right, this ain't for me no more. This is for me. I want to be in a band. And then you've both got a similar story, right? In that over like 10, 15 years of being in a band and living that band lifestyle, it's a slow burner, but you ended up in a bad spot again, right? Yeah, definitely. I think in hindsight for me is if I'm in a situation where I'm not comfortable, I'll go into self-destruct and I'll just without being aware of it so it happened like towards the end of my running career I was getting drunk a lot I was being a dick I was like being sick on planes with professional athletes because I was so hungover uh, and it was kind of that was my body just saying like I know now in hindsight you're not in control anymore like you this is not a situation you're happy in so I'm gonna I'm gonna make it bad for you so you have no choice but to leave and the same happened with the band the band I was loving it it felt like a dream come true and then all of a sudden I just started acting like a dickhead and started drinking too much so um yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Like, I think I'm always after freedom. I'm always after the the ability to just, like, do what I want uh, and do uh, what I think means a lot to me, like, expressing myself. So I felt like with running, that suddenly stopped when it became really serious. And I felt like with a band, it just got to a point where it's like I couldn't really... Things were happening in the band where I wasn't allowed to express myself how I wanted. So... When that came to an end, it was just like, right, I got to find someone else to do now. And that was like a nine, to, a nine to five job in the factory. Brilliant. Now, tell me about your 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 health as well. How how was how was your health affected? Because I I've seen some sort of um, you've got a side by side photo. Yeah, on, I put on one up today. Parts. Yeah, because I I ran off. I I did a run last night, and it was like the I hardly ever run late at night. Anything after like three o'clock in the afternoon, I struggle, and I I was so busy yesterday, I had to run at like nine o'clock at night. And I had the same kit on. I wasn't even, I didn't do it on purpose, but I was out running. I was like, oh my God, it's the same kit I wore my first run in 2019. And I was running the same loop that I did. And I was like, this is wacky. This, And I kind of relived that first run in my head. So I did that side-by-side post. But yeah, my health got really bad, really bad. My, my mental health was bad. Like having panic attacks. Um, just like constantly feeling guilty. Um, feeling that everyone was out to get me. I mean, I had a, quite a nasty episode with a, with like a stalker uh, and that was happening during a time when I was drinking a lot. So I kind of, this horrible thing was happening to me, but because of all the booze, I was blaming myself for it. So I was just in like a place where I felt like my life was going to shit and there was nothing I could do about it. It was, mm. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. And I just, <laughs> like, I remember putting a pair of socks on and for the first time I noticed I had like man boobs. I was like, oh my god, I've really put on weight. And I saw a few photos on Christmas time. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in a good shape. I'm not in a good way at all. Mm. Yeah. Was it similar to you, Rod? Did, I mean, is this um, a little bit different? I mean, obviously, like uh, being in bands and and things. I, I, you know, slightly different, Jimmy. I didn't spend a long time sort of touring and things like that. I've done a bit, but not as much. And but just being in a band isn't isn't the healthiest of lifestyles. Yeah. I mean, some bands do focus on you know their health on the road and things like that but i think the majority and you know, it's that it's you know, people join bands a lot of people not everyone sorry um join bands because that lifestyle appeals to them it's like that rock and roll lifestyle and it's certainly sort of if you're in a band when you're young 
that's that's what you're after. You're after to just drinking and having fun, and you know. And it was a case of like um, just boozing, eating rubbish food, and things like that. And it does, you know, in, in the end, it catches up with you. And funny enough, somebody um, tagged me in a, in a photograph um, on on Facebook the other day, and and it was a photo of me from like I was just left university, and and at the time I didn't go straight into a career or anything I just I was focusing on music and we were working on songs and things like that and I was just gonna you know try and and, and do as well as I could with the band and I was like 16 stone <laughs> and 16 16 stone I was about 15 and a half stone something like that and I was I was big you know I was big and um I remember at the time you know I, I just think just thinking right I gotta sort something out and I had like a a muck job then just a job it was a factory job you know just a job just yeah by so I could focus on on playing in bands and things and um it was random it was in the factory in a unit and we used to go to the pub at lunchtime <laughs> and we used to drink like three or four pints of stella at lunchtime and um and it, it made the afternoons amazing like i used to love the afternoons at work then but but then as i said I, I made this decision to try and sort myself out so i joined the gym and i was going straight from work but i was going like to the pub at lunchtime and then going to the gym after work and I just, <laughs> that's rock and roll that's remember. rock and roll <laughs> I remember just running into the change rooms a few times, just puking and things. Like that. It's not good. <laughs> but um, yeah, that didn't. I didn't stick to that to be honest. And you know, it, it didn't the sort of gym things, and it took me a while. And then I, it did. Just something clicked, and it was. Um, I think it was before my wedding. Actually, it was sort of right. Okay, these these photos are probably going to be up on my wall and my parents' wall for the rest of my life forever. Less, you know, I don't want to look like this type thing. I'm quite self conscious and how I looked and things. So. Yeah, join the gym again, but obviously without the lunchtime booze in this time. And and obviously, <laughs> I, it was just treadmill, just got on the treadmill and ran. And I built up from like a kilometer to two. And this was before I sort of got into running again. Um, but I, I got up to 5K and I basically did 5K every day. And that's what I did. And I went from being about 15 stone at that point. And I, I got down to like 10 stone in a matter of six months. And then it, like people yeah. were coming up to me going... You know, I was out and seen some people for you know a couple of months or whatever, and see them on a night out, and, and they were asking me, like, "Are you all right? You know, are you ill?" and things like that. And, <laughs> yeah, and they couldn't believe it, and and then I was thinking, well, and then I got self-conscious then for being too skinny. Um, so then in the gym, I was on the treadmill doing my five k, and I could see these guys over in the weight section. You know, I think, well, maybe you should try that. And I'm a little bit like that where I get obsessed, like I get obsessed with doing five k every day. I had to do five k every day. And then I got obsessed about I had to do this weight training to try and change the way I looked and things like that. And I the, neglected the running thing then completely. You know, I went from doing 5K a day to not doing any running for like five, six years. You know, I didn't do anything at all. Oh, really? There was a huge gap. Yeah, yeah. This this was like way back. This was like 2012, something like that. Mm. Um, yes, it's crazy. And you know, I didn't do anything at all. And then, um, like I said, it was all about the weights and, you know, just being in the gym and I wanted to be strong I wanted to be you know feel good but then that then I had uh, a baby and <laughs> yeah that went out the window completely out the window then um yeah so th that happened and then it was like right I haven't got time to go to the gym what can I do well I could go for a little run and then I started running again and then that's when I realized then the other benefits of running as well that's where the sort of I realized actually how rubbish I had been feeling, both physically and mentally, and all of a sudden, like something clicked, and I thought, "Why haven't I been doing this? You know, why haven't I been yeah. doing this all my life?" You know, and outside, I never run outside before. You know, I was always, I was always on a treadmill previously, 
and all of a sudden I was running outside and I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it's, it's funny. We've um we've got some t-shirts with daily exorcise written across it. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, you really do you you do go out there and you battle your demons and you feel much better for it afterwards. Yeah, and I've yeah. I've got a similar story myself. I'm not sure if you're aware, but like I got myself into a pretty bad state, health, uh, physical and health state. And that was just through after university, just, you know, living on your own. You've got a job, bit of money, just going out partying, drinking, smoking, takeaways, you know, maybe some noughties every now and then. And um, yeah, I think it, it, it is a slow burner. It was like six, six, seven, eight years. And it was just looking in the mirror and I was like, what the hell has happened? And I always used to do challenges and half marathons and I got back yeah. into it and I lost three stone. It's not, not the five you lost, Rod, but um, it was, you talk about that secret source and it is, and that that's where Rockman came from. I wanted to bottle that. I was like, this is it. All you have to do is go out and suffer a bit. And if you suffer, you, you get the rewards back. You, you, it just mellows you out and physically, mentally, all around well-being. Um, yeah. We focus on mental resilience at Rockman. That's our focus. We, we believe that by pushing your limits, you increase your resilience, um, which enables you to deal with the stresses and pressures of everyday life. What's your understanding of resilience and how important do you feel it plays on everyday life and performance? Uh, I think for me, uh, resilience for me is having like just the courage to dive in when it's quiet and be honest with yourself. I don't, I don't so much do it anymore because I've kind of, even though it's like a cliche, but I have put a lot of demons to rest. So my runs are a lot more pleasurable now. I use my runs to be creative and have like a bit of fun. But certainly back in the day, my runs were quite, <laughs> it was like torture because <laughs> I wasn't really running with music. I was running with my thoughts and I was kind of just going through why I'd got myself in a situation. You know, why, how am I like this now when I had a life that kind of promised so much twice. I had a life that promised a lot as an athlete and I had a life that promised a lot as a musician in a band and how am I now in this situation where nothing is really going my way and it's all a bit shit and it doesn't look like there's a way out so my resilience was like the hardest part of my running I kind of I should say like I I tend to not run so it's hard I just I rather I see consistency is more important than like your runs being hard I just think that the hardest bit is to keep your running consistent. And that's how I've always felt. And I think that was part of my thinking as a professional athlete was like, you'd have coaches saying, you don't have to kill yourself every session. You just have to keep on coming back week after week. And then you get better that way. So at the start, my runs weren't hard. They weren't hard at all. But just the hardest bit was spending that time alone with myself and just being really honest. And that, that was where like the biggest change came really. It was kind of like, I knew that running had allowed me that chance to do it. I wouldn't have, being able to do that in like I couldn't have sat in Starbucks and been that honest with myself or I couldn't have sat in a Burger King drive-thru and been that honest with myself but running before the sun comes up on your own you ask yourself real serious questions like am I a dickhead and then you're like yeah I probably am so that was my resilience was like really learning to be honest with myself it's funny Go on, Rod. Sorry. I'll... No, no, I, I, similar, really. But I think my mind sort of split into two. I Same, really. I run to clear my mind um, probably, you know, 90% of the time. And it is just not necessarily to clear my mind, but not to push myself, 
then it's for the enjoyment of running and just to clear my mind of anything that I'm thinking about and things and just to switch off as well. Uh, but then the second part then, I do, I, I guess for me, I'm quite sort of still quite new to the running thing, I guess. And I want to, I'd like, I like to see what I'm capable of as well. And I like to push myself. And as I said earlier, I've never won a race. I never will. But I do like to see if I can do certain things. Um, you know, like I, I've, I recently did a backyard ultra um, just because I heard about this crazy concept and I wanted to see what I could do in that situation. So then, and then the resilience thing plays into that. And it went well, you know, I enjoyed it. It was, it, it went from being, um, finding it quite comfortable to be in a world of pain towards the end and it's got to dig deep. Um, but I, I quite enjoy that. It's strange. I quite enjoy that feeling of my legs about to just cave in, <laughs> in a strange way. And then that certainly does, as you mentioned, then plays into other aspects of my life. Then you know, if I can, if I can keep going in a situation like that, you know, for twelve plus hours, then and and endure the sort of discomfort, then then in other aspects of life, in a day to, on a day to day basis, if something challenging comes up at work or whatever, then I find it easier to sort of wrap head around it and solve a problem quicker than you know having been in such a situation if that makes sense you know yeah Rod Rodri's a lot tougher than I am like generally I saw that on the the fan dance I was fucked I just wanted to like just want to throw myself off a mountain and Rodri was just like he looked fresh the whole way through so I think you can definitely Rodri Rodri embraces the painful side of training more than I do I'm honestly no, I'm but, but, so then, just... but then in a speed session if if yeah. if I'm asked or if you ask me to do a, a session where I'm doing intervals I'm in a world of pain and I hate that discomfort in a speed. Yeah, session. I find running fast easy because that's like what I've always done. So it's like, it's different. Thing. I don't know. Like you just, you just find where you can, we're all different. Just find where you can challenge yourself in, in different ways. So for me, like the biggest challenge is that we're doing a hundred K race in me. I haven't got a clue how I'm going to do it. Rodri's probably pretty confident he can finish it. I, I don't even know if I can find parking for the start line. <laughs> <laughs> 100k i managed just about managed 10 tonight <laughs> it's it's funny you were talking about um going out running and being able to sort of sort your problems out because yeah. when i go running i i i never take music and i i know you guys do you you do your music and stuff and we'll probably go on to that afterwards but it's where, where in your day do you usually get an hour to yourself away from phones and distractions and everything and all you've got is your thoughts it's you don't get it anymore and I, I oh. think people are really people that don't have this sort of I call it it's like a meditative state, really, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, if yeah. You don't, if you don't have that time for yourself, these people will never solve the problems going on in their lives. I, I, I put all the world's problems to rights when I'm uh, out on a run. Um, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally. definitely agree. And I think one thing about you talk about the meditative state there as well. People forget the meditation is uncomfortable as well. So it's not like, oh, I'm just having a nice, uh, meditating sounds really nice and relaxing. No, it's not. It's, it feels like it drags. And yeah, that's that's what running is like for me. It was, I don't know. Like, I just realized, I, I started running again January the 1st. By like February or March, I realized that I'm spending time with myself here that I haven't done for like 10 years. Mm. 10 years. I'm catching, I felt like I was catching up with myself, you know? 
felt like I was like meeting myself again for the first time. It was it was mad. And then little things like I've always said that uh, going teetotal, the hardest thing for me was like accepting that I'm a sensitive person. And it was it was mad when I realized that that I'd hidden that part of my personality through drinking and acting like a dickhead. I realized I was a sensitive person. I was like, oh my god, I can't I can't believe I forgot that little things, you know. And it's yeah. Spend spend time in your own head, like just with no distractions. is It's amazing what what you will work out. Definitely, I just yeah. it's um like you said, life is so manic at times, isn't it? You know, with job, family, and things like that. Just mm-hmm. to take half hour, hour a day, just to take yourself out of that, um, and just like I said, sometimes it's nice just to focus on just putting one foot in front of the other and not think about anything. But then other times your mind is just going places where it's allowed to go, where it hasn't been allowed to go throughout that day. And yeah, like, uh, I think Jimmy has mentioned it before. It's like, you get ideas for, for example, writing songs or things you want to do, you know, whatever you, you just, things start flowing after like, I, I find after about 20 minutes of a run, I, I, my mind starts to wander and all of a sudden these things start sort of popping into my mind and, <laughs> Or, or if you, like I've said this before, but if you think of your, you're you're online and you've got like a thousand so sort of browser tabs open at the top, and then all of a sudden when you're on a run, you sort of start starting to sort of close the ones which aren't important, and then you open one which is, and then you give it a bit of time and think through it and work things out, and then you close it and move on, for example, or you leave yeah. it open to, to sort out when you get get home. Does that make sense? You sort of perfect sense. Sit, Shifting yeah. through things and thinking. And my wife, analogy. That's a good analogy. I like that. Thank you. Uh, and my wife yeah. always says, she still says it now. She said, when I started running, she was, always said it. She said, you're a different person when you come back from a run than you are yeah. before you went. Like, you yeah, are. Right. And I just, I just sort of calm and pretty calm anyway, you know, but you know, just clear thinking then. That's what it gives me. I, well, yeah. I tell my wife, you've got to treat me like a dog. You've got to walk me for an hour a day. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise I'm, uh, I'll be a worse husband worse father you know yeah I like it I find, I find oh sorry one more thing just to chip go on, in yeah, there, go on. is that I, the, like one of the big things I learned from running was that the only person who knows you is you you know like I realised so much of how I saw myself was like what other people have said to me how other people had told me like what I am you know lots of men with with delicate egos kind of telling you what type of person you are and you start believing that and running really gives you a chance to realize like the only person who really knows me is me that and that and that comes from like literally that came from running like because you show yourself what you're capable of as, a, of, of as a runner and you realize oh, i didn't really know i could do that and you think well there's a lot of things you don't know about yourself and you have i started having this conversation with myself <laughs> like oh, is it, oh did you know this about yourself and i was like oh my god i forgot that was like that so yeah the only person who really knows you is you and well, that's really important. Like Rod was saying, it, it is a, tr- a journey of self-discovery. It really is. As cliche as that is, you do destru- you discover your true character, I think. When yeah. You're put, when you're put under the pressure, when you're put in the pressure cooker. Um, yeah. It's the only thing that rises to the surface is your true character at, in these moments of high, uh, I call it high stress, you know, a run. Um, I'm interested, guys, what, what inspires you and how do you stay motivated? Fucking got no motivation. <laughs> Depends what day of the week it is, really. My motivation levels. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Like I said, for me, I'm I'm still sort of 
trying to see what I'm capable of doing. Um, and like we mentioned, these sort of uh, 100K races and things like that. I, I have no idea if I can do it. Um, so that's motivation, just, just to see if I can. Like I said, when I started running, it was like I did 10K, it didn't kill me. Did a half, didn't kill me. Did a marathon, okay. And I'm obviously not going to try and kill myself, but uh, I want to see where my yeah. limit is then. And, and that's motivation for me in, with, with running on my personal running journey. Does that make sense? And then um, helping others is motivation. Helping others through running punks, definitely. And, yeah. and try, you know, trying to help others you know, on their journey as well and support them through their journey. Has it, given you a, has it given you a deeper purpose of meaning to your life running punks yeah definitely yeah, yeah definitely definitely yeah um that's probably my main motivation is <laughs> running punks running punks being happy and i just want to be absolutely ripped so i look good in the summer that's my <laughs> that's fair that's fair completely no, fair. run i think my main my main motivation is and it sounds really wanky but just art I just love, I just love um, being able to create things. And I know the running gives me the best opportunity to do that. So I'm motivated by running. Just give me this like way to keep on thinking outside the box, get to know myself and yeah, the running punks community, I guess with races coming as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit motivated by them. <laughs> I kind of realize how little train. Oh yeah. I'm massively competitive. But I, I will never admit it to myself. It's only once the, that gun goes, I realize. I, I have this like joke that I tell myself that when I'm racing, it's not me. Do you know what I mean? I just become like an animal. I really do. Like I run in ways I can never do in training. And part of that is what more makes me not worry about bad days when I'm running because I know it'll be all right. Once the, if I hear a gun go and I see other people running, I'll just become like this dog and I'll just chase them and it's fine. <laughs> can, I, can I just add, the, uh, we ran uh, the Shaneshi Half Marathon and it was the first time that we got a lot of running punks uh, from around the UK together. They all made the journey down and, and stayed internationally. And we were all on the start line. And, and me and Jimmy said, look, we're not going to race it. We're just going to run it as a group and we're just going to enjoy it and chat and things like that. And you could see Jimmy as soon as it started, Jimmy was just like a dog. He was just back and forth. And what he ended up doing, he was like, there was some running punks who were pushing themselves to PBs and things. So Jimmy was going ahead and pushing them forward. But then he was stopping or turning around, running back, meeting up with the ones who were just enjoying, doing a bit with them. And then he'd catch them up and yeah. push them forward. And he must have done about 16, 17 miles, I think. I think so. I think I ran like a 17 minute last 5K to catch up with the, uh, the people who were going for PBs. <laughs> but, but he just didn't stop. He honestly didn't stop. And you could just see his, his race mode. He was just like, foof, 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 back. It is going. mad. It is mad. But like back in the day, I used to be like that. I'd, I'd be on the bus going to the track to run for Great Britain. And I'd just be like, oh, yeah, like whatever, whatever. And then as soon as I got on the track, I was like, oh my God. I gotta win this. I've got to do it. Like, do you know what I mean? I just got really excited. I think racing excites me. It really does. It really excites me. But that, yeah, and it makes me competitive. So, well, what's what's the uh, what's the, what's the most important thing you've learned from either running or running punks or life in general? What's the most important thing you've learned? Coffee gives you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't have a Barocca before a run. <laughs> uh, most important thing I've learned. What? What? Oh God! That's it, may, it could be about yourself. 
What? Um, I'm I still learning. It. I'm still learning. I'm yet to find it, to be honest. I don't know. Um, I, I on, think Jim. I think for me is that I understand albums better when I'm running. <laughs> like, I, I'll understand what people are trying to do with albums when I'm running. My brain will just kind of... I, I feel like I tap into this universal subconsciousness. Like, definitely... Do you know what I mean? I'll run and I'll listen to an album and then I start feeling all this crazy stuff and I'll do like a running review and people will get in touch saying, do you know anybody who worked on that album I made? And no, no, no. You've literally said something that only someone in the studio would have known. You yeah, know, so and I just... Tell the listeners, so you review albums when you go running, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll chuck an album on and then I'll I'll just run and I'll talk about it. <laughs> Well, you film it, you film he, it, don't you? You film it. Yeah. He doesn't just talk about it, he shouts. He shouts yeah, yeah, I go mental. I go absolutely mental. Like I'm just screaming. Someone said they could hear me about a kilometer away the other day. Um <laughs> yeah, and and I just I sit there and I try and edit it together so it makes some kind of sense. But I say things, I, I just react to the music in ways that I probably wouldn't if I was just sitting down at home. So that the, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that when I'm running, my brain kind of is not worried about making mistakes or I'm not worried about making mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is that if you want to, if you want to, if there's something going on in your life, which requires taking a risk, go for a run and think about it because that risk will seem a lot smaller. I think, you know, like 39 years old running around the woods shouting. So <laughs> like everything just seems not important compared to that. <laughs> you know, any, any decision I got to make, just like, it's fine. If I make the wrong decision, I can just come down the woods and shout tomorrow. It's, it's all good. I think that's it. Cause you were mentioning actually talking about resilience and how you weren't strong, but you had a consistency. And I think um, yeah. it can, in itself, consistency is a resilience, keep turning up. But also what you're saying about, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake because the sun is going to rise tomorrow. And this it is in your consistency. You'll have another crack at it. There'll be another day and another day. It, yeah. It, fail as many times as you want you can start yeah. again tomorrow i think i think running is really i think i've deep down i've kind of believed in that but running has really showed me that there's like there's no real wrong decision you know what i mean there's there's the decision which will get you instead of a wrong decision you've made a decision which will just means it takes longer to get to where you want to go and running really makes me feel like that it's like you kind of got nothing to lose you know um i, I always think that you get people who kind of put off running and because they think, oh, it's going to take me six months to get fit. And you just think, well, if you don't run in six months time, you'd be even more unfit than you are now. You've literally got nothing to lose. And yeah, running yeah. has really taught me that. The, the one, like touching on that really, um, the, the thing, or one of the things that I've learned really, one of the big things is, uh, we've mentioned it already, you, you don't need to be a master at it to be able to benefit from it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, running especially, um, you can, you can, benefit a lot from just going out and jogging you know and it doesn't need to be a competitive sport it doesn't need to be uh, in a pressure environment like a race or anything like that it, you know I've learned that it gives me so much uh, without the races without the, the the tech without the the gear you can get so much out of it without the sort of um, without being a master of it then if that makes mm. sense yeah perfect sense what, what's your one piece of advice then? Your single most important piece of advice if someone wants to start running? If you had to tell them one thing, what would it be? Don't, don't compare yourself to other runners. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's the worst thing you can do, you know, because we've mentioned that you know, on, if, you, if you go for a run, there's a whole lot of uh, factors which could affect your run. 
somebody else might be on top of the game that day, might, might be having it. You look at Strava, for example, you think you're comparing yourself, looking on Strava, you know, well, he, he did 10K in this time. Why can't I do that? You know, and that's just negative. That's negative thinking. You know, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just go, just, just go and enjoy it yourself. And, you know, uh, don't, don't worry what other people are running. Don't worry about the distance they're running or the times that they run in. Just stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Everybody else is on it. Everyone's on the same journey, on different journeys, sorry. And just concentrate on yours, definitely. Jimmy? Same, I think. Yeah, same. I think uh, ask someone. Ask someone who, like, is a good friend or someone like your wife or husband or whatever. Ask them, what do you think I'm capable of as a runner? And then prove them wrong. <laughs> Yeah, do you know, I like that. I like honestly, that. That's different. Yeah. Honestly, ask someone who they think they know you. What do you think I could do as a runner? And I bet you, I bet they'll say something like, "Oh, you could probably do a park run and then do a ten k." You know, like have I? I like other people setting my goals for me because if I set my own goal, then I've set my own excuses of why I haven't made it because it's like it's my own goal. Get someone to set a goal for you. Someone who knows you. Ask them to do it and then prove them wrong. Not in like a spiteful way, just like, see, look at that. How awesome is that? Yeah, totally. I like that. I love proving people wrong all the time. You, you, you have a lot of naysayers. There's always, a, and it, there's a lot of those naysayers out there because it reflects on them, doesn't it? Like, perhaps they couldn't go for a 5K, so they don't think you can go for a 5K, you know? Totally. And yeah. what you will find is, in a weird way, by proving that person wrong, you'll inspire them to run. Do you know what I mean? Like say that you you ask ask your best mate oh i really want to get into running what do you think i could do and they'd be like oh i could probably do like a 10k run a half marathon and i bet you that person said you can only run a 10k we'll try and run a 10k it'll inspire them do you know what i mean so if you're going to change your life try and try and rope other people into it as well yeah <laughs> like that's like the it. corporate way that's that's one like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 does the future hold for the running punks then where are we going worldwide here in plants for me <laughs> Hair implants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't I'm listen gonna... to other people. You don't take your own advice. <laughs> uh, we we working on some cool things. We are. Yeah, we're looking at um, like the, the sort of nature of the community is sort of uh, spread out around the UK and and the world. Really, you know, we got uh, some running punks in in well, a lot of running punks in the states. Uh, some in like Brazil, lots in Europe and places like that. Uh, but the majority are, are spread throughout the UK. So I guess one of the things we are looking at at the minute is how we can bring people together because we've mentioned how, how close the community is, but it is a, a, an online uh, relationship for most people at the moment. And what we find, and as we said about the Flanelli Half, when we do bring people together, people just, when they meet each other, they like, they speak, you know, they've spoken online, Twitter, Instagram, and things like that. They meet somebody and they like, the feedback we get in then is like, it was so comfortable. We felt like um, we've known each other forever. And I think what, what the reason for that is because of the sort of the basis of the community being around music. A lot of people find that there's, they've got things in common. So we want to do more things like that. We want to bring people together. And one of the things we're looking at is how we can do that in maybe like a running punks event, um, putting on our own sort of weekend, which will be, it won't be a standard sort of 10k race or anything it'll, it'll be different to anything 
uh, hopefully that other people have done before and it'll, it'll have a running punk stamp on it something unique something wonderful something a bit wacky and which um, reflects the sort of diversity in our community I guess you know mini festival at the end hopefully hopefully I mean there are a lot of people within the community who play in bands and um, so maybe the, as, a, as, a, <laughs> as a first one we will be um, maybe asking some favours if somebody fancies playing and <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Freebies, please. Freebie, please. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love the idea. You know, and something like a festival would be amazing. Uh, where it, you know, as Running Punks is all about music and running, and let's bring them together for a, like a, a mad weekend where we do both. That's what else awesome. we got going? What else we got going, Jim? Uh, we want to crack America. Crack America. Um, I'd like to communicate with aliens at some point. <laughs> I, I think like if all the running punks got together, we could create a hive mind and communicate with extraterrestrial <laughs> beings. <laughs> world cult. peace. Is that a cult? Yeah, world Brilliant. peace. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just like, just keep on going. But I'd like just that our values stay the same. You know, no matter what comes, I definitely think running punks at a stage where people are noticing us. Um, you know, people are we're on people's radar quite a lot. And I think ideally, like no matter what happens, we just keep our values. Cause that is kind of like the, the good bit of running punks is happening to grow. So just keep it growing in a natural way, really. And consistency is key. I, I think it's, um, that's the essence of running punks. And what, like we were comparing ourselves to corporate entities at the start. I think, yeah, if you lose that, those values, that's when you become like the cold hearted, just corporate brand so keep it yeah definitely that's when you become like a youtube shoe reviewer yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's my never to do a shoe review yeah <laughs> i like it um where can people find you guys How i mean people... i i mean internationally yeah, not, your, not your address not your address <laughs> no i'm in the kitchen you're in the living room remember? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pop down. <laughs> uh, yeah, Instagram uh, at Running Punks, Facebook at Running Punks, and Twitter. What's Twitter again? Uh, Twitter is um, at Wet Stir Fry. <laughs> <laughs> at Running Punks. Is it? Yeah, at Running Punks. I think so it's all the same. I think we're at Running Punks and everything, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, www.runningpunks.com forward slash Wet Stir Fry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That's the end. That concludes it. Thank you very much. I've really Is it? Yeah, I feel like I've hardly talked. I've talked. <laughs> we did it. We've done over an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very everyone. much. Uh, I, I'm going to definitely look at the that, your running punk event. Definitely. And I'll have to come down when you're in Cardiff because I'm only in Panaf. Yeah, I'll, have to, I, I'll have to do a run with you guys. I, there, every Sunday. Every Sunday. Um, 8.30 on a Sunday morning. Um, the location is posted on usually Thursday, but I haven't done it yet, sorry, and it'll be on Friday morning. Um, yeah, and it'll be a, a postcode posted. Just come along, join in. Fine. I will. I shall do it. I'll put it in my calendar it, uh, as soon as I can. I can't do this Wednesday because I'm up in Carmarthenshire for a Tough Runner event, but the following Wednesday. What's uh, in Wednesday? Sunday. The following What's in Carmarthenshire on Sunday? There's uh, a Tough Runner duathlon. Is there? Where's that then? Um, the National Botanic Gardens. Wales. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's not far from me. So yeah, we've we've got a we've got a stall there. Our first oh, live stall. Cool. But it's an opportunity nice. again. Like we, we want to meet 
these rock, rockers, we call them, off their rockers. We want to meet the, the team, the team Rockman, you know, face to face. So I might pop like down. A, I might pop down and see you. Yeah, come and say hello. We're in the yeah, yeah Botanic we'll Gardens. All right, we'll do, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. I hope nice you have a good evening. Thank you I'll very much. You soon. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs>